Welcome to The Soft Life with me, Candy Washington, where we explore all things self-love, manifestations, and relationships with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. So be sure to subscribe, share, and join us on Patreon. Hello, everyone. I'm Candy Washington, and I'm excited for today's self-love session. So be sure to, you know, put it down below any questions that you have on relationships, self-care, self-love, manifestation, body image, confidence, whatever it is, put your questions down below because I will be answering all of your questions. So with that, let's dive in. So I want to start by saying that if you need additional support in your manifestation journey, in your self-love journey, be sure to join our newsletter. It's linked down below. It is 100% free. And you also get a free self-love guide. We also have our Patreon community for extra support and bonus and exclusive content. And then we also have our courses. We have your Manifest Your Dream Life through Self-Love course. We also have the Art of Self-Love Masterclass and other courses down below. So be sure to check those out as well. And then also we have our The Soft Life with Candy Washington podcast. So be sure to join that as well. So with that, let's dive into today's session. So I first want to start with a little bit of a meditation, just a really quick meditation to ground us and to really get us into the space of receiving. And if you have any questions, put it down in the chat box below. But let's start with our meditation. So you can close your eyes or you can just get in a comfortable space. I'm going to close my eyes, but do whatever feels right for you. So I want us to breathe in deeply for four counts. I will count the four counts, but go at your own pace. If your natural pace is a little bit faster, a little bit slower, that's totally fine. So let's breathe in for four. One, two, three, four. And then just hold that breath for four. One, two, three, four. And then release that breath. One, two, three, four. And if you can, if you want to, if you're in a space where you can, just release it with a sound. <sighs> just let it all go. Let go of any worries, any burdens, any cares. Just let it all go. It's no longer yours to carry. And then let's breathe in again. Breathe in for four. One, two, three, four. Hold for four. And release. All right. So now that we're grounded, let's dive in. So my quote for us today is a beautiful quote by one of my favorites, who is Brene is, is Brown. And she says, talk to yourself like someone you love. And I think this is so beautiful. There's a huge way to heal, a huge way to learn how to love yourself, and a huge way to manifest is cultivating a loving mental lifestyle towards yourself. You know, some people call this inner dialogue. Some people call this self-talk. It's all the same. Just how do you talk to yourself about yourself? How do you think about yourself? You know, if you go throughout your life constantly thinking, I'm stupid, I'm fat, I'm too thin, I'm too this, nothing works out for me, all men are bad, all women cheat, or whatever it is, then that is what you will cultivate, that is what you will manifest in your life. And if you want to have a loving relationship to yourself, the foundational aspect of that is changing the way you talk to yourself. Sometimes we talk to ourselves like we hate ourselves, like we're horrible people, we're hyper, super self-critical, but talk to yourself like you are someone that you love. How would you talk to a child? How would you talk to your best friend? You know, how would you talk to someone that you care about? And that is the way you should choose to talk to yourself. If you're not sure about how you talk to yourself, you could even make a, a journal of it, you know, write down throughout the day, what are the, what are the thoughts you're saying to yourself? You know, what are the words you're saying to yourself? What are the things that you think about yourself? And then write those out. And then at the end of the day, read those thoughts back to yourself. And if those are not 
thoughts and beliefs and words that you would say to a child that you loved or to a best friend that you loved, then those are not things that you should be saying to yourself. So really cultivate loving inner dialogue, loving self-talk. Talk to yourself as if you were someone that you loved. Next for today is our journal prompt. And our journal prompt for today is what is something new and exciting I would like to try? So it's springtime and springtime is all about rebirth. It's all about fresh starts. It's all about starting new. So in your journals, you know, on the top page, just write down what is something new that I would like to try and just let whatever comes up, comes up. So write that out and then I want you to take action on it. So say you're like, you know, something new that I would like to try is learning how to tap dance. Okay, so if you want to learn how to tap dance, what is one action you could take? You could buy tap dancing shoes. You could audit a tap tap dancing class. You know, you could, you know, ask a friend if they want to go tap dancing with you. So I want you to get clear on something new that you would like to try and then think about what is one action that is in your control that you can take in order to start trying that new thing. And if you guys have any questions on relationships, self-care, self-love, manifestation, put it down in the comment box below because I definitely want to answer any of the questions that you guys have. I want this to be an interactive Q&A, so definitely put it down below. And then we have for today our affirmation. So today's affirmation is, it is natural for me to love myself. You know, write it down, repeat it to yourself, you know, speak it into an app that you can now hear back to yourself. But a very powerful self-love affirmation is, it is natural for me to love myself. You know, make loving yourself, taking care of yourself, talking to yourself in a loving way, make it as natural as breathing, as your heart beating, you know, as having the sunshine on your face. Make that your default. Make loving yourself and cultivating a healthy and loving relationship to yourself your default and just natural for you. So a great affirmation is, it's natural for me to love myself. It's natural for me to to prioritize myself. It's natural for me to take care of myself. It's natural for me to speak to myself in a loving way. It's natural for me to care about my well-being. It's natural for me to have healthy boundaries. You know, it's natural for me to expect love, to expect respect. It's natural for me to be happy and joyful. You know, get into the mindset, into the belief system, in the belief system that it's natural for you to receive your own love. And when it becomes natural for you to receive your own love, then it becomes natural for other people to love you because you love yourself first. So, Does anybody have any questions or anything they want guidance on, on anything with self-love or self-care, relationships, manifestation, specific person, whatever it is, put it down in the chat box down below and I would love to answer your questions. And don't forget that we have courses on manifestation and self-love all linked down below and we also have our newsletter, which is free. So if there's questions, put them down below. I would love to answer them if you have them. And I'll share with you my my journal uh, prompt for what is something new and exciting that I would like to try. So something that is new and exciting that I would like to try is painting. I've always wanted to paint. I've always wanted to learn how to paint, um, not professionally or anything like that, but I am a pretty creative person and I do a lot of writing. Oh, thank you, Geeking Me Out. Geeking Me Out says, these are great tips, Candy. Thank you. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. And if you guys have any questions, put them down below. I coach people privately, but I also wanted to use this resource to everybody on my YouTube. So this is free coaching. So if you have any questions, put them down below. Thank you, Geeking Me Out. I really appreciate that. So for me, one of the things that I want to try that's new and exciting is learning how to paint. You know, um, 
something I've always wanted to do. I'm really creative, but I write a ton, but I've always wanted to paint. So I think I'm going to put that on my list of something that I want to try. And one action that I can take to do that is buy an easel and paint supplies on Amazon and have them shipped to my place and just, you know, start painting. So what are some things that you guys want to try? What are some new things that you guys want to try you know, for spring or just in general, something new and fun. Let me know. And then with the quote from Brene Brown, talk to yourself like someone you love. One tip on this is cultivating mindfulness, like a mindful consciousness. And what I mean by that is think about how often do you actually observe your own thoughts? How often do you actually stop and think, what am I thinking right now? Because a lot of times our minds and our thoughts are just on default. They're just on autopilot. You know, you wake up and, and, you're, and you're going, you got, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. And your mind's going, your thoughts are going, da, 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 da. But how many times do you stop and say, what are actually the thoughts that I'm thinking? You know, what actually is the story that I'm telling myself about myself? So I think being mindful of that, you know, if you find yourself sort of on a hamster wheel, I have to do this, I have to do that, just like stop, do those breaths that we did earlier, you know, just go inward, take your breaths and just stop and just think, what am I thinking right now? What are the thoughts I'm thinking? Are those true for me? Do I want them to be true for me? Or have, or, or are these just the thoughts I've always thought? And then you can also do that to get guidance. Like, for example, I was getting ready today and I wasn't sure if I wanted to, you know, after this session, I wasn't sure if I wanted to um, go to a coffee shop and do some work or go shopping or, you know, do some content. And so I just went inward. I just got quiet. I went inward, did my breath work. And I just said, what is my next right move? What is my next right move? Give me the guidance. And that is heard the guidance, you know, this is your next right move, you know, do the live. And then after that, do X, Y, and Z. Because your inner guidance system, your higher self always knows what's best for you. It always knows what you should be doing. But the trick is to get quiet enough, to get still enough, to get curious enough to listen to it and to think about what are the thoughts I'm thinking? Am I speaking to myself in a loving way? You know, do I treat myself the way I treat someone that I love? Another way to um, get in that mindset is to know that your happiness, your well-being, who you are, how you feel is just as important, if not more, in your own personal life than everybody else's. You know, we kind of think I have to say yes to this person. I have to do this for this person. You know, I can't let this person down. And by doing all of that, the only person you're actually letting down is yourself. Because for some reason, you know, society or family or whatever it is teaches us that how we feel has to come last. You know, do you ever hear those things like, oh, she was such a good person. You know, she always put herself last. She put everybody first. She was such a good person. And it's like, that's not being a good person. That's being a people pleaser. That's being unhealthy. That's not being a good person. You know, that's not right. It's like we're taught that in order to be a good person, you have to put yourself last and everybody first. And that's just not true. That's really not true. Exactly, Geeking Me Out says we don't have to people please. No, we don't. We don't. One thing for me that fundamentally changed my life is when I really got clear on the fact that my life is an end, not a means. So what I mean by that is my life is not a means to make other people happy. My life is not a means to do everything for everybody else in this world. My life is an end in of itself meaning my life is its own end. So my happiness is enough. How I feel is enough. My joy, my abundance, my love is enough. My life is an end of itself. It's not a means to do and do and do and give and give and give for everybody else. You know, you have to unlearn 
that toxic belief that in order to be a good person, you have it means putting yourself last and everybody first. That's how people get burned out. That's how people get resentful. That's how people get anxiety, depression, heart attack, stroke, because they're so stressed out doing everything for everybody else that they forget to take care of themselves. And a hallmark of being a good person is not putting yourself last. That's actually the hallmark of an unhealthy person. Because people who are truly healthy and you can still be good people, they know they can put themselves first. Because you have to. You have to put yourself first. Exactly, geeking me out. That says that's how people get used 100%. 100%. It's like, oh, everybody uses me, uses me, uses me. And then you end up feeling resentful. But yet, But at the end of the day, it is up to you to protect your energy to protect your life, to protect your space and your time, you know, because people will take as long as you're willing to give. You know, they're just take, they're just going to do what they're going to do. So it's really up to you to create those boundaries and to create, you know, the areas that you want to protect and to cultivate and take care of yourself and to, and to take care of your own life. Do you know what I mean? Anybody have any questions? Anything they want to ask? Go ahead. Ask me anything, guys. This is your time. Exactly. Geeky Meow says, yes, it's okay to say no. 100%. It's like you have to. And this is the thing. People have no problem saying no to you. So you should have no problem saying no to other people if that's authentically how you want to feel. Another fundamental mindset shift when it comes to saying no is that you just not wanting to do something is also enough. You know, it's not like, oh, I can't do it because I'm doing 100 things for 100 other people. It's like, no, I can't do it because I just don't want to. And no is a full sentence. You know, you're allowed to not do something simply because you don't want to do it. But we also have to learn communication skills because if we don't have, you know, self-esteem and self-confidence and good communication skills, we will say yes when we mean no. And then we'll do a lot of passive aggressive things either while we're doing it because we're resentful because now we're doing something we really didn't want to do. Or we'll do a lot of passive aggressive things to get out of doing something that you really didn't want to do. And then that's when relationships fall apart, that whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship, or a family relationship, that's when that falls apart because it, now there's a communication breakdown because I really wanted to say no, but I said yes. And so I'm doing this for you, but I'm full of resentment. So I'm going to be passive aggressive about this, you know? And then the person who's on the receiving end is like, well, you said yes, so why, why do you have an attitude or why are you being passive or why are you being resentful? So it all goes down to knowing that you're allowed to say no, you're allowed to protect your peace and your space, and then communicate that in a healthy way because then it's on the other person. If you say no to someone and then that person responds poorly, then that's on them. But if you don't communicate how you actually feel in a healthy way, then that's on you, you know? And that's where self-awareness comes in is, is this person using me or am I allowing this person to use me because I'm not actually communicating what it is that I truly want? Do you know what I mean? Geeky Me Out says it took me a long time to learn these things. Glad you're talking about it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I talk about it on um, – I have the Soft Life with Candy Washington podcast. So I talk about it on there. We have, we have uh, over – 200 episodes and those are all free and linked down below so yeah i'm definitely doing more of self-care and self-love content on my channel i love the pop culture stuff but my soul needs a little bit of a break sometimes <laughs> from all of that mess i definitely want to talk more about this and i do coaching with my private clients so i thought i want to give this resource to my youtube channel too you know we can pop on and so if you guys have questions you know ask them down below don't be shy, you know, go ahead and ask the questions and I will definitely answer them for you guys.
but yeah, it's like, and that's another big thing on, on my journey, you know, learning about self-awareness, you know, is it that everybody uses me or is it that I don't have healthy boundaries, you know, and a good way to know if a person, you know, should actually be in your life is by having boundaries with them. You know, if you tell someone no and they get an attitude and they do this, that, and a third, you know, all of that stuff, then that shows you that they're only in your life for what they can get from you, not because they're in their life because of, you know, the relationship that you have with them. But I will say this too, as a caveat to that. If you have a history of being a people pleaser, saying yes, being a yes person, not having healthy boundaries, always going above and beyond, when you start pushing back, when you start saying no, when you start taking care of yourself first, when you start having boundaries, some people might react poorly to that. Give them a little bit because they're going to have to get used to the new you. You know, let me reintroduce myself. They're going to have to get used to the new you. And the people who are in your life for the right reasons will adjust accordingly. There might be some growing pains, but they will adjust accordingly. And if the people in your life do not adjust accordingly, then you don't need those people anyway. You know, you don't need someone that they're only going to be nice to you if you're saying yes to them. You know, like I had... um one family member that I don't really talk to anymore. And when I would say no, or if I would have my own opinion, or if I would push back, this person would always be like, oh, Candy is so selfish. You're so selfish. And I'm just like, how, who is actually the selfish person in this situation? Me or the other person? I'm selfish because I'm not doing what you want me to do. That makes you the selfish person, not me. So watch out for people who try to guilt you and gaslight you by saying you're selfish when you just make decisions that are in your own best interest. So if I was doing what you wanted me to do, everything would be cool. But because I'm not doing what you want me to do, I'm selfish. Who's actually the selfish person? Hi, Joe. Joe says, hi, Candy. How do I balance trauma dumping and authenticity? I'm reconnecting with a friend and the trauma is my reason I isolated and I've healed, but it's the most honest way to catch up. This is a really great question. Um, it was a long enough ago that I don't feel the need to tell new friends, but I'm not secret. But I'm not secretive if asked. But it's a bummer convo. Okay. Okay. This is a great question. I think. I think the problem is the solution, and what I mean by that is this: so, say you are connecting with a friend and you know, and you want to talk about what happened, but you don't want to trauma dump and you want to be authentic and actually share what has happened and what has been going on. First, I want to say, I'm so sorry, whatever your trauma was, you didn't deserve it. And I'm really, really sorry. And I'm really happy that you are healed and on your healing journey. And that's very brave. And I'm, and I applaud that. Okay. I would do this. Have the conversation with the friend and just say exactly that. Like, hey, you know what? It's really great to reconnect. I want to really be vulnerable with you. And I want to be honest and authentic with you about what happened. But I also want to be respectful of the energy we, we have together. And I don't want to trauma dump on you. So let me know, you know, um, if anything that I share is too heavy, if anything that I share is, you know, triggering for you or any, or if anything that I share just gets to be too much, because I want this to be a safe space for the both of us to, to reconnect. So just communicate with me, you know, what feels right for you. So that's what I would do. I would be just very transparent and authentic. You know, I'm really happy we're reconnecting. I want to be honest and open with you about what happened. But I also want to respect the space that we have between us. So I'll share with you. But just know that I want you to 
communicate with me if anything gets to be too much. And then I would also, and then prior to the conversation, I would either do some journaling or some meditation around why the intentionality of sharing, you know, is it that when you're sharing about your trauma, is it a way to relive it? Is it a way, is it a way to, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, is it a way to, to, to kind of use it in a certain way? Like, just make sure that, and I, and it seems like your intentions are in the right place. You're like, I just want to be transparent and authentic. I don't need to share it with new people. That's fine. So you seem to be in a really good place, but I would just get really clear on the energy and the intentionality of sharing the trauma. Like, is it a way to connect with this person? Is it a way to get rid of your own shame? Is it a way to um, just have community and support and connection and know that the trauma did not define you and that, you know, you, there's nothing to be ashamed of? So if it's for those reasons, then yeah, I would definitely share and just use that little template, you know, make it your own. Just, hey, I'm happy we're reconnecting. I really want to be honest and open and transparent. But let me know if my story ever gets too heavy. Let me know, you know, if, if this space becomes too dark or too big or whatever it is. And we can pull back a little bit. Because um, there's also something that I do with, with you know, my friends and in certain family members that I talk to is – if I have something I want to talk to them about that's a little heavy, before I dive into what I need to say to them, I, I get I get buy-in first. You know, I'm like, hey, I just had a really heavy day or something really heavy happened. You know, do you, do you have the space to hold for me for me to talk to you about this? Because sometimes that, that person may have had a really heavy day or they may be going through their own trauma or they might not be in a mentally and emotionally or spiritual place to hold space in a healthy way for the day I've had or what's going on with me. So whenever I share anything that's heavy, I get buy-in first. You know, do you have the time? Are you in the space to hold space for me as I tell you this story or I tell you what's going on? So that's a good way to get buy-in, right? And then also sometimes um, with, with that situation, it also in reverse, if someone comes to me with, you know, a trauma or something they're going through, you know, whatever it is, I also check in with them and I say, hey, do you just want me to listen? Do you just want me to hold space for you? Because I can do that. Or, are, or, or do you actually want feedback and advice and guidance? You know, because those are two different spaces to hold for someone. So you can also get clear on that too. Are you sharing because you just want someone to hold space? Are you sharing because you want someone to help you walk through that journey? So I think just getting really clear on the intention of your why. Why are you sharing? And, and how are you sharing it in a way that helps you on your healing process? And then just be super transparent. You know, just be super transparent with it and get the buy-in first. You know, are you in a place to hold space for, for you know, what happened to me, the trauma, because I want to have a genuine vulnerable connection with you. And then from there, just listen to, to each other and hold space for each other. So I hope that really helped you, Joe. All right. Hey, Taurus Beauty. She says, hey, Candy, I really want to manifest moving to LA, but I think there's some imposter syndrome going on. All right, let's talk about some manifestation, okay? And then also imposter syndrome, yeah. So imposter syndrome, oh, that is a huge way to self-sabotage. So for those of you who may not know what it is, imposter syndrome is when you think that you are a fraud or a fake and a phony, that you are an imposter, that you don't really belong where you belong. You know, whether you are a CEO or an employee or a wife or whatever the case is, you know, successful, you feel that somehow you're not worthy and you're not deserving, you're not qualified for whatever position you hold. 
And that just comes from a deep-seated sense of unworthiness, not being good enough. Um, it's a byproduct of perfectionism. It's a byproduct of codependency, all of that stuff. And a lot of people have imposter syndrome. I've definitely had it. Not have it. I've had it. Um, so you are definitely not alone, Taurus Beauty. I want you to know that. So many people have imposter syndrome, particularly people who are ambitious, particularly people who are successful, particularly people who um, have a lot of pressure to succeed in any bucket of life. So I definitely feel that. And so if you want to manifest moving to L.A., the, the best, the, the way that I manifest is I like to become the manifestation. So what I mean by that is I like to already in my mind, and some people when, when they talk about manifestation, they're like, you got to be delusional, get delusional. No, I don't believe in that. There's no delusion <laughs> in manifestation. It's very clear and conscious. It's intentional. But I like to in my mind already have what it is I want. So if I wanted to move to LA, the first thing I would do is I would get out my journal and script. I'm really big on scripting. I would script like put yourself one month in to have already moved to LA. You're already in LA. In your mind, in your mind, right? In your mind. What would your ideal typical day look like if you already lived in LA? What would that look like? I would write down, you know, dear diary, dear universe, thank you, God, whatever you want to say. You know, today was the most magical day in LA. I can't believe it's been one month since I moved here. My move was so easy and smooth. I found the most perfect apartment. My condo is decorated how I love it. My house is blah, 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 blah. I've made so many new friends. You know, my job is so seamless here. I love looking at the palm trees. You know, today I went to lunch at, you know, um, the Polo Lounge. You know, whatever your thing is, I went on a hike to Runyon Canyon and really saturate yourself in the feeling that it's already yours, that it's already happened. Saturate, saturate yourself in the feeling of the lived experience that you've already moved to LA. It is already yours. It is done. And what does that look and what does that feel like? And I would just script that. I would just script that, you know, either every night or just when you feel like it, I would script it. I would script it. You know, what's, you know, today was another great day in LA. This is what happened. I made all these new friends, blah, 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 blah. And then throughout your day, when you think of, you know, moving to LA or, to, or if you're just doing stuff, have affirmations that reflect that it's already happened. You know, Whether, let's say you live in Kentucky, you know, and you want to move to LA washing your dishes. You know what? Oh, I love living in LA. You know, I love like living in you know, West Hollywood or the Hollywood Hills, whatever it is, you know, living in LA is so great. Tonight, I'm going to go to dinner, blah, 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 blah. You know, while in Kentucky, even though you're physically in Kentucky, mentally and in your mind through your thoughts, because as we know, your thoughts and your belief is what manifests, you're already living in LA. This is very, very similar to what a lot of um, inventors and athletes and musicians do, right? They always talk about visualizing, like, you know, they're like, I already saw myself, you know, swooshing the winning basketball. I visualized myself, you know, skiing down the Vegas ski and now I'm an Olympic skier. You know, they talk about when you listen to interviews with a lot of the best, you know, athletes and people who invent things are like, yeah, I already saw it. I already envisioned it. I already visualized it over and over and over again until it actually came. That's nothing but manifestation. Visualizing it, living in the live experiences, and then thinking the thoughts of the person who already has it, you know, and let it be fun. 
let it be fun. You know, oh, you know, today was such a great day in LA. I went shopping at Rodeo Drive, blah, 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 blah. I love living in LA. I'm such a Cali girl. You know, I love being a Cali girl. It's so fun. It's so cool. My move went so smooth and easy. How lucky I was. My place just fell into my lap. You know, I'm so, I'm so lucky. I just got blah, 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 blah. You know, think of things. That's just how I talk. But however you talk, right? Make your affirmations personal, you know, Another way to do that is act like you're talking to your best girlfriend. You know, how do you talk to her? Like, hey, girl, you know, today I moved to L.A. It was so cool. It was so easy. Blah, 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 blah. I went shopping here. We did this. We did that. And let that be a loop in your own mind. Right. And then take there's also the law of action. So when you get inspired action, like, hey, maybe it's time to, you know, start looking for places, or I don't know what you do for work, or maybe I could talk to my boss and see if I could get transferred. Or maybe I want to do um, a digital job that I could work from anywhere. Maybe let, let me start looking into that, you know, let me start talking about moving to LA. Because a lot of times when you just speak out what you want, the universe has a way of bringing it to you. Sometimes you say, hey, you know what? I'm really thinking about moving to LA. Oh, really? My sister's moving to LA. Really? Blah, 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 blah. So I think that if you want to manifest your move, I would do scripting. I would get very clear on what your life looks and feels like when you're already in LA, when you're already there. And then throughout your day, think thoughts and feel feelings of having already moved there, being that Cali girl, living in LA and being happy and having everything just fall into place and works out for you. And then when it comes to imposter syndrome, that's the self-love aspect of it. I would work on self-esteem and confidence work. Um, I have a whole, I'm trying to, I don't know why I'm looking around like it's around. I have a digital um, uh, hack on self-confidence and what that entails. And I've also done that on my podcast too, a whole thing on like the three steps to self-confidence. But if, but for imposter syndrome, I would work on self-confidence and self-esteem and worthiness because at the core of imposter syndrome is I am not good enough. So I would really work on that work. And the way you do that is through inner dialogue, journaling, prayer, um, therapy, counseling, um, affirmations. So I would definitely work on self-love and feeling and feeling the feeling of being good enough. But that's how it manifests um, the, the move to LA. Also, um, create a vision board. Create a vision board, you know? Think about, like, I like to use Canva and I just go on Pinterest when I create my visual boards. Like, I'll show you one. Like, here's one of mine. You know? Here's one that I do. Just, you can either print them out or you can do it digitally. But make a LA vision board. You know? These are the places I'm going to go hiking. These are the places I'm going to go eating. These are the places I'm going to go shopping. These are the places that I'm going to live. You know? And then look at that vision board and feel like you are there. And when you feel like you are there, that will also help with imposter syndrome because the more that you feel that you are there, the more that you will feel like you belong. That's actually, that's another good affirmation. That's one that I used because I just moved to Palm Desert and it's gorgeous here. And I was having a little bit of worthiness syndrome because I was like, this place is freaking amazing. But everyone was smiling and being so nice. And so I was like, you know what? I belong here. I belong here. So that's a really good affirmation to use. You know, I belong. You want to move to L.A. I belong in L.A. It is a natural for me to be in L.A. L.A. is where I am meant to be. You know, I belong in L.A. You know, so do that. I hope that helped. Hey, Gossip News. He says, hey, Candy, I'm dating this guy. Oh, OK. And he always wants to invite his ex-boyfriend to stuff that I plan for the two of us. The final straw was a romantic dinner that I planned. How should I handle this? I think. Ooh, OK. First, I think that 
this is definitely a test for the relationship and it's definitely a boundary setting test. So what I would do is I would plan a coffee date because I think when having what could be difficult, they don't have to be dramatic, they don't have to be traumatic, they don't have to be any of that stuff, but it could be a difficult conversation with your with your boyfriend. Um, I always think no alcohol involved. I know you're like, where did that come from? That's just me. I When I talk to my partner about difficult things, I always make sure that we are not drinking. So I don't know if you guys drink or not or any type of substance because I think it's always better to have difficult conversations when both people have clear heads and clear minds. So that's just a little thing. But I would just be very honest. And I would say to your boyfriend, scripted almost like, hey, boyfriend, you know, just want you to know that I really like you and I'm enjoying our time together and I'm excited to be in this relationship with you and I want to continue to see where this goes. But I also wanted to let you know that when your ex is around or when your ex is invited to everything, it makes me feel and then insert what how it makes you feel. You know, it makes me feel dismissed. It makes me feel disrespected. It makes me feel embarrassed. It makes me feel silly. It makes me feel, you know, um, played. You know, it makes me feel second best or whatever it is. Just be honest and be vulnerable because as healthy adults, it is such a sign of strength when you can actually communicate how you feel and stop, you know, not you personally, I'm just talking in general, you know, when people like front, like, oh, it's cool. Nothing's wrong. I'm good. Whatever. Oh, whatever. Like, we're not doing that. You know, we're being healthy adults. It makes me feel this way. And then I would open it up so he doesn't feel like you're accusing him of something, but open it up as an open-ended question and just be like, what? And, And because I really care about you and because this is making me feel some type of way, I just wanted to ask you, what is your intention behind inviting your ex to all of these, you know, dinners and outings and stuff you plan for just the two of us, you know, just say like, what is your intention behind it? Because I want to understand where you're coming from and why you're doing this. Because I think that sometimes in communication, particularly with romantic partners, we assume that we understand why people do and say things. And assumptions will get you in fights. It'll get you broken up. So I always like to say, I just want to understand where you're coming from. What's your intention? Why do you do this? Because your boyfriend can be like, oh, I had no idea you felt some type of way about this. Like, it wasn't my intention to be disrespectful. It wasn't my intention to hurt you. I just thought blah, 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 blah. You know, and then you guys can get to a place where it's like, oh, well, your intention was this, but this is how I experienced it. I'm really happy we talked. Now let's just, you know, have some boundaries. You know, before you invite your ex-boyfriend to something, you know, just ask me about that because I'm not trying to control who you can and cannot have in your life. That's, you know, you're your own person. But I also want to feel respected in my relationship. You know, so that's how I would handle it. I would just say, hey, babe, let's get some coffee or come over. Let me cook you, you know, brunch or whatever. Definitely make sure that I would just make sure there's no alcohol or anything like that involved, because I always think alcohol and emotions equals popping things popping off when they don't have to. And just be like, babe, I'm really having a good time with us hanging out. I enjoy our company, but there's just one thing that's really making me feel disrespected in our relationship. And I just wanted to get clarity on why you choose to do this or on why you do this. And then based on their response, together create a plan on how to move forward. You know, oh, I had no idea that bothered you. Okay, now that I know what bothered you, I won't invite him to something until I ask you first, you know, or if they say something that maybe isn't right, like, oh, well, I just want to be with him and blah, 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 blah. Well, then, you know, be thankful 
that you now know who this person is and where this person stands. And you can cut things off with them in a respectful, easy way. It might hurt, but better to know now than to continuously waste your time with someone who is still in love with their ex. You know, you deserve someone who is in love with you. You deserve someone who is emotionally and mentally and spiritually and physically available to you. That's what you deserve, you know? So that's how I would handle it. Don't assume anything. Go in with an open mind and an open heart. Ask the real question, why do you invite your ex to everything? And then once you get the real response, move accordingly to your worth. And don't let anybody disrespect you. Hope that helped. Hey, cruising with Alina. She goes, yes, you're right. Sometimes it's just sharing. Exactly. Joe W says, yes, thank you. That helps so much. Yay. Cruising with Alina says, yes, love hearing this. Creating takes work. It just, it's just imagining play work. Exactly. Exactly. It's just selecting the reality that you'd want to be in and then marinating yourself in the feeling of already having it. And then watch how things flow for you. Watch how they flow. Cruising with Alina says, question, how do you deal with contemplating if you should put yourself out there vlogging a business or adventures, but at the same time, I'm private? That's a great question. I think that there are so many. This is the thing. I think first, and this is something I'm actually currently going through myself, so we can we can workshop this together. I think that getting clarity on not what you think your business quote should look like because we're bombarded, right? You should be on TikTok all day. You should be on YouTube going live for five hours. You should have all, you should have 20 courses. You know, you should be doing blah, 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 blah. You should be churning out content. Da, 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 da. There's all of these shoulds going around. I would get out a journal or a piece of paper or whatever the case may be. And very similar to manifesting, say, what would my, if it, just say to yourself, you know, if I always got what I wanted, I love that. This is another one too. I always get what I want. If I always got what I wanted and I had my ideal business, what would it look like? Write down what would a day in your life of running your ideal business look like? What would that look like? It might not look like vlogging all day long. It might not look like being on dancing on TikTok. It might not look like that, right? Just because if you think about it, there are so many successful businesses that operate so vastly different. There are a lot of successful businesses that are vlogging and that are not vlogging, right? So get clear on authentically to you what would my ideal business look like? How many hours would I be working? What kind of content would I be creating? Who would I be serving? What would my day look like, right? And then from there, you know, or vlogging or even your adventures, right? What would my ideal social media present look like, right? And then from there, intentionally design and create your business, intentionally design and create your adventures, right? And there's a difference between being authentic and transparent and oversharing. So I'm a very private person as well. I share what I feel comfortable sharing. And I think that's what everybody should do because there are some people online who, in my opinion, overshare. There are some, you can be authentic and transparent, but also know that there are some things that are private and sacred, you know? So share as much as you feel comfortable sharing. And you could eat, there's people who are on YouTube and they never even show their face. I do my avatar a lot of the times. Like there are so many videos on my channel where I don't even show my face. It's just my little, well, it's my real face. It's a photo of me. But there are so many people who do a lot of stuff and they don't even show their face. And they're wildly successful. So I would just say, get clear on what you authentically feel comfortable sharing and how you authentically feel comfortable sharing it, 
What do you want your business to look and feel like? What do you want your adventures online to look and feel like? And from there, design a business and design a life that makes you feel authentically comfortable. And yes, we can look to different people for guidance and for templates and for inspiration. Like there are certain YouTubers that I really look to. There are certain people on TikTok that I really look to. There are certain people on Instagram that I really look to. But at the end of the day, I may be inspired by them. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do what makes me feel right. So that's what I would do. I would first get very clear on what would my ideal business and what would my ideal online presence look like and create it from that place. That's what I would do. And then I would start small. You know, you're comp- you know, sometimes, you know, maybe start with a recorded video. If you don't feel comfortable going live yet, you know, do a recorded video. You know, maybe it's a couple of minutes, maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's just a TikTok, maybe it's an Instagram story, maybe it's a tweet, whatever the whatever it is, start small, you know, and then from there build up and build up and build up your confidence level. Because sometimes, you know. Like even me going live sometimes, I'm like, oh, I'm nervous. Whoa, how would I look like? Whoa. And then once I'm doing it, I'm like, whatever, we're just, we're just going to let it go, you know, because the confidence is there and you become more natural and you become more comfortable in it. But that's what I would do. But get very clear on what is your authentic, ideal business online presence. And from there, start small and build up. Taurus Breeze says, thank you. I'm already a Cali girl. I live in San Francisco now, so that'll be easy. Um, I'll say I'm an LA girl now. Exactly. That's right, Taurus Breeze. Like, I'm an LA girl. I belong in Los Angeles. That's where that's where I belong. You know, that's where I'm at. I'm an LA girl. I'm an LA girl. Oh, I dress LA. I talk LA. I look LA. I feel LA. I, I should have been moved. I love my move. I love living here, right? Just build that confidence up. As if you all like as if it has already happened, you know. Um, the people that I really follow when it comes to manifestation is Neville Goddard. Uh, this book is literally like my Bible. It's the Neville Goddard collection. He is like one of the OGs on manifestation, and he always talks about living in the wish fulfilled already living as if you already have it and calling that into it. And then another person that I love is the wisdom of Florence Shovel Sheen. She's amazing. The Game of Life, Word is My Wand, also really good. So those are some really great resources. To Be Flair says, good to see everyone. Thanks for your content and kindness, Candy. Ah, oh, you are so welcome. Taurus Biddy says, I love that, right? Cruising with Elena says, um, love your vision board. Thank you. Like I am such a visual person that I like this entire book is filled with my scripting. It's filled with my vision. Like I'm on one, guys. I'm on one. Hey, Chocolate Chunk says, hey, Candy and the Candy Canes. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? Gossip News says, I don't think, but, um, oh, I don't drink, but he does drink a lot. Yeah. So I would say when you have the conversation, I would say have everybody sober. And that's just a blanket statement for everybody. I think anytime you have what could be, it doesn't have to be, but what could be difficult conversations, I always think it's just better for everybody to be sober and have a clear head. If the conversation goes great, okay, go get a cocktail, celebrate. If the conversation goes left, at least everybody is in their right state of mind, cool, common collective. To be fair, so gossip news establish a boundary and say no. You can do a group activity, but you need to have your own relationship between the two of you without outside forces. To be explicit, never imply or assume and tell your partner where you are at exactly and what you want. Yep. Gossip News says, I've had a conversations with him. Um, he says that he understands, but then when he does it again, he says that I'll just have to deal with it. Ooh, well, that's a different thing. If you have already had the conversation with him and he says he understands and then he does it anyway, and then he says you have to deal with it, well, this is when you need to get clear with yourself. 
this is now no longer about him. Now, this is now a conversation between you and you. You now need to decide, am I going to stay in a relationship where I am clearly being disrespected? Or am I going to choose to know my worth, love myself, and remove myself from a relationship that does not serve me? Because I think that if the person you are that you are with says that they understand your boundary, they disrespect it anyway, and then they say you have to deal with it, I think that is only a situation that will escalate. Again, it's not my place to tell you to break up with someone. It's not my place to tell you to leave someone. That's not my place. My place is just to give you guidance and to ask the questions for then for you to look inward and make the best decision for yourself. So I want to be clear that I'm not telling you to break up with him. I'm just asking these questions and I'm just giving you the guidance for you to make the best decision for yourself. So ask yourself the question, do you think you deserve to be in a relationship where you are being disrespected or do you think you deserve to be in a relationship where your partner respects you and honors you, listens to you and holds healthy boundaries for you? Do you think you deserve to be in a relationship where your happiness is your partner's first priority? Or do you think you deserve to be in a relationship where your partner X is how your partner's X feels is more important to them than how you feel? If it's too much to, to think about yourself, think about your best friend. Or the person you love the most in this world, whoever that may be. Does the person that you love the most in this world deserve respect? Does the person that you love the most in the world deserve to be prioritized? Does the person that you love the most in this world deserve to be seen and heard by their partner and to have their boundaries respected? I'm pretty sure all those answers are yes. And the secret is, the person that you love the most in the world should always be yourself. Always. Not in a narcissistic or selfish way, nothing that's toxic. But the person that you love the most in this world should always be you. Always. So if the person that you love the most in the world deserves love and respect and decency and honesty, then so do you. So that is what I will leave you with gossip news. You're amazing. You're hilarious. You're funny. You're intelligent. You're such a great energy here on the show. You deserve the world and more. Again, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just asking questions for you to think about and giving you guidance for you to think about. So there it is. Gossip News says you are right. I do need to ask myself that. I never thought about that. I'm always trying to please everyone else but myself. Exactly. It, it's, 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 unfortunately, it's very common for people to people please and for people to be codependent. You know, one thing in dating, and this is what has really changed for, for me in my own dating, in my own dating life. Now I'm all sat, like well, younger me, was the shift from, am I trying to get this person to pick me? Or am I coming from a place from, is this a person that I choose? So think about that. If you are energetically coming from a place of, I just want this person to pick me. Pick me, love me, choose me, want me, desire me. Because if this person picks me, then I know that I'm lovable. You got to flip that. I am intrinsically lovable, valuable, worthy, and deserving. And because of that, I get to decide the type of person who gets to be with me. And the type of person who gets to be with me is respectful, is honest, is committed, is trustworthy. Because that's the standard I have for myself. So tr see what you can do whether it's through meditation or prayer or journaling or affirmations or talking to someone, 
shift your mind in, in, in your own internal dialogue, shift your mindset from, I need this person to pick me so I can feel good about me, so I can feel lovable, so I can feel enough, to, I already know my inherent value and worthiness. I already know I'm, I'm enough. I am the prize. And I'm deciding who gets the privilege of being with me. That's the mindset you should have when you're dating. That's the mindset you should have when you're in a relationship. How is this person showing up for me? Do they still have the privilege of having me in their life? Because I'm the prize. I am the prize, right? And when two people who are complete and whole within themselves meet, that is when you have the best relationship. Because I don't need that person to make me feel good enough. And that person doesn't need me to make them feel good enough. We get to come together and enjoy each other. We get to enjoy each other. It doesn't mean that you still don't have needs and you still don't have wants in relationships. That's to- that's toxic on the other side where it's like, you don't need anybody to meet your needs, meet your own needs. No, 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 no. Your core needs, you meet yourself. But there are other needs that your partner also needs to meet, like standards and boundaries and respect and showing up for you and all of those things, you know? Yes, we are whole within ourselves, but that doesn't mean that we still don't need things from our partners. That's why we have partners in relationships, but it becomes an interdependent relationship. You meet my, you meet my needs that I have. I meet the needs that you have. You meet the needs that I have. You meet the needs that I have. It's interdependent. We depend on each other. It's a mutual dependency, right? Not codependent where it's, you just do whatever I want in order for you to feel good enough. That's narcissistic and all of that. Gossip News says, I'm writing this all down. I'm going to be thinking about the relationship this weekend. Yes, yes. And hit me up, um, DM me on Instagram. You know, if you have any questions or you need any guidance or you just need to vent or talk, hit me up on the DM, you know, if you need an, if you need anything. Because, you know, navigating relationships can be tricky and all of that stuff can definitely be tricky. And also, you guys, join the newsletter. It's linked down below. When you join the newsletter, you get a free self-love guide. And I break down, you know, the three most important parts of self-love and how to cultivate it. And it's a free guide. And then in the newsletter, I send everybody free self-love and self-care content, um, maybe like once every week or once every two weeks. It's not a daily thing. I don't bomb people emails, uh, inboxes. You get it maybe once a two weeks or like that. And I just send different resources on manifestation, self-love, self-care, and all of that is free content. It's all free. So if you want to, you know, work on your self-esteem, work on your confidence, I have a a whole resource on self-confidence made simple, self-forgiveness made simple, self-love made simple. And then I'm working on some other stuff too. Um, on that. So if you guys need extra stuff and extra resources and also the podcast, that is free. It's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's on all the platforms and it's free. And I have over 200 episodes on all of this stuff. And I talk to a lot of different experts on self-love, manifestation, all of it. So that's a lot of free, really good content. Because right now, I think this is the season of the glow up. And what I mean by the glow up is learning to love yourself unconditionally, accepting yourself for exactly who you are, for healthy relationships, healthy mindsets, for, you know, effective communication. That to me is the true glow up. You know, when I say glow up, sure, you know, people talk about I'm getting my body like this and da 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 da. For me, the glow up really is the mind. It's that confidence in yourself, that knowing your divinity, that effective communication, working on your emotional intelligence. That to me is the ultimate glow up. When you are emotionally intelligent and you stand in your power, 
that is the sexiest thing you can ever have in your in this life. Ugh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. But yeah, there's so much content for you guys, and it's all linked down below. Free newsletter, free self-love guide, free podcast. Check it out. And if you do need additional support, I do have courses on it. But that's only if you want that extra boost. You don't even have to buy a course. You get the, the free content. I'm telling you, you, you engage in the free content, boom. You, you're going to be booked and busy and, and doing it and doing it. So this has been so great. If there are no more questions, if anybody has a question, pop it down below because I will definitely answer it. But if there's no more questions, this has been so great, you guys. And as always, you know, if you need support, check down all the links down below. And I love you guys. Happy Friday. Have a safe and happy weekend, an abundant weekend. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. All right. I love you guys, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Welcome to The Soft Life with me, Candy Washington, where we explore all things self-love, manifestations, and relationships with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. So be sure to subscribe, share, and join us on Patreon. 